I'd, uh, I'd like to make a toast. I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to say something uh, that I prepared tonight. Hello. How about that ride in? I guess that's why they call it Sin City. <laughs> um, you guys might not know this, but I consider myself a bit of a loner. I tend to think of myself as a one-man wolf pack on this podcast. But when I went to college and met Nick, I knew he was one of my own. And my wolf pack, it grew by, by one. So were there two of, were, were there, there were two of us in the wolf pack. I was alone first in the pack on the podcast, and then Nick joined in later. And two months ago, when people started following this podcast, I thought, wait a second, could it be? And now I know for sure I just added all of you to my wolf pack. All of us wolves running around the desert together in L.A. talking about movies and looking for cocaine. (laughs) So tonight, I make a toast... Oh. Uh, uh, oh, my God. Uh, uh, oh. Blood Brothers. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. You can't handle the truth. King Kong ain't got shit on me. I am I'm so much crazier than you. I am the one who knocks. Go ahead. Make my day. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Facing Off. Uh, This is a podcast where Gabe and I take uh, two movies that we find to be similar in some way and compare, contrast, and uh, rate them. Uh, The CCR method, as we call it. Uh, I'm Nick, and this is my co-host, Gabe. I'm not your co-host. I'm an extremely hot chick. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, Nick? Uh, Nothing much, man. How are you? Uh, doing all right. Kind of wish that we didn't just spend the last hour and a half watching Dude, Where's My Car? But it's an hour and 20 minutes. Hour and 20 minutes is fair. Yeah. It's actually pretty nice. I respect the brevity. Yeah, it was yeah. good. I, would have, I mean, yeah, it could have been worse. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, it could have been worse. Definitely. How was your weekend, man? Uh, it was good. It was a three-day weekend. Uh, whoa, now, whoa. So Shout out added, soldiers. It added an extra day to the weekend. Uh, so then there were three days in the weekend. So it was good. I didn't sleep though. I didn't really sleep much. Yeah. It wasn't a restful weekend. What about yours? I'm about to take care of a cat for seven days, so I don't plan on (laughs) sleeping ever. Um, But it's a cute little puss. Uh, Oh, oh, God. All right. uh, My my weekend was fine. It was mostly uneventful. Um, Sounds like all your weekends. Yeah. I saw Honey Boy. It was really good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, we, Shia LaBeouf is a treasure and we need to protect him at all costs. Um, (laughs) And I strongly believe that. I love that dude. And I'm really, I used to love even Stevens and it makes you kind of sad about the period of time that he was filming that and like what he was going through. Um, Super good. Wow. But honestly, let's turn it to a comedic note. Sure. Um, Uh, Yeah. When we. Before we get in, a little disclaimer. Not that it really would matter with these two movies, but. We're not experts, and we don't claim to be experts on stupid comedies. Right. Um, This is just our opinion. Uh, We're obviously open to all opinions. Keep giving us feedback. Super funny reviews. 
Love the review from Danny, the little like one sentence review. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Love the even more the review from Luis. Uh, Hey, man, we got your fix. We're about to give you that podcast, buddy. Um, But if you haven't already, (laughs) please go to and you listen to this podcast, please go to Apple. Give us a rate. Give us a review. It really helps us. Reviate. Review. Reve review, yep. yeah, perfect. And then last, uh, spoiler alert: we're gonna spoil these movies. Yep. If you haven't seen either, you know it's fine. Probably if you haven't seen Dude, Where's yeah. My Car, you didn't have a good childhood uh, if you didn't no, see that you movie. Should, um, but everyone's probably seen The Hangover. It's a fun rewatch. Yeah, it was great. Dude, Where's My Car? That is. Oh yeah, both of them are. The fun. Hangover is always fun. Yeah, it's a very. Um, so those are the two movies that we're going to go over. Um, and I just want to thank everyone again for joining us as we CCR these two movies. Sick. Compare, contrast, and rate. I love Creedence Clearwater <laughs> Revival. Revival. Uh, we compare, contrast, and rate two movies tonight that chronicle the aftermaths of debaucherous nights full of drugs and alcohol and aliens. Uh, Dude, Where's My Car follows Jesse and Chester, two stoners who uh, destroy their twin girlfriend's home and then uh, fail, uh, or sorry, foil fail yeah. uh you none, of, none of you can that. see this because this is a, a podcast but my handwriting is bad yeah uh i can't even read my you own the old my uh, own stuff. medical notebook handwriting yeah i do um but anyways jesse and chester foil the plans of uh some alien supermodels it's a whole thing uh those supermodels are hell-bent on world destruction um but jesse and chester the heroes of the story uh, uh foil their plans uh, with an assist from some eastern european buddies yeah. Uh, <laughs> the hangover follows Stu, Phil, and Alan as they go to Vegas for a bachelor party and then wake up in Vegas unsure of what they've uh, done the night before. Over the course of uh, a little while, they discover that they've lost their best friend, almost delayed his wedding, lost a tooth, gained a baby, um, gained a tiger, kidnapped a racist caricature, and so on and so forth. Eventually, they figure it all out. They find Doug and uh, they go to his wedding. <laughs> classic get, get there in the nick of time it's classic that's great yeah the reason why uh, i you know based off of that uh joint synopsis thank you nick um that we're comparing these two is just they're both uh absolute classics about people who got way too fucked up the night before and can't yeah. remember anything they're trying to they're and just then movies they go on about, an adventure the movie's about discovering what you did it's also a perfect time to do this because todd phillips uh new movie joker his like second yes. serious movie I, war dogs is kind of a comedy but yeah. joker is about to hit a billion dollars um yep. and so this is just a perfect time for that um so he's just the best r-rated movie director ever because mm-hmm. the hangover is one of the most is the most successful yeah. r-rated comedy um and hmm. both movies have cleo king so cleo there's your little king. bridge there cleo king the MVP. is the star she's the mvp of she's course. the mvp she's played a cop in three of our yeah three comedies we've both seen dude where's my car <laughs> this and pineapple <laughs> you almost said favorite comedies yeah. but dude dude where's my car but pineapple not. express and the hangover they're up there yeah, um, sweet so we're going to get into our categories. Uh, first, our rating system, just to reiterate, I know right. there's been a little bit of confusion. We go on a seven. Uh, our, our scale goes one to seven. And that is because we it's need... a Likert scale. Look it up. Yeah. It's because we need a middle number. Um, and then nine would almost be more random and it's too far away. But you could think about it this way. This is the best way to look at it. One is bad... Two is 
well below average. Three is slightly below average. Four is neutral or average. Um, five is uh, slightly above average and then above average and then seven being great. Mm -hmm. um, so we're going to use our, our normal uh, seven, seven point scale, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then since we're doing comedies for the first time, right. uh, and we're going to laugh, uh, we have... We think that comedy should be almost like reviewed and rated in a different way. Just right. to be fair. Yeah, our other five, our like normal five don't apply as well to comedies. Yeah. And we're doing two comedy it almost a, reminds two comedies in a row, two comedy matchups in a row. So we needed to revamp some things for these couple episodes and then moving forward. We'll, it almost we'll reminds it me of in Superbad when he's talking about how uh when Evan is talking about how he uh wishes his porn would have like cool camera shots and <laughs> oh, Jonah yeah. Hill's uh character <laughs> Seth is like I'm sorry, Evan, that the Coen brothers don't direct the pornos that I watch. <laughs> so it is, we're, we're going to switch up our categories a little bit. We have, uh, we're going to do a little twist on spectacularity. We're going to do spectac hilarity because we're uh, fucking clever. Yeah, the puns are good. Um, and then we'll do actoring uh, typically, uh, as we typically do, uh, originality. And then with legacy, we're going to talk about like how well it ages. We'll, we'll explain as we go. And then our last one, which we think applies to every comedy, is quotability and rewatchability. Right. So and we'll save quotability for last. Yeah. Be, yeah. Definitely. Um, so let's start it off, Nicholas, sure, man. with uh, spectac hilarity, dude. Sweet. Um, if you've been listening to this podcast, spectacularity usually means how engaging the movie was, uh, whether you were looking at your phone, were you distracted, or were you really into the movie and you weren't worried about the runtime, you just wanted to watch every second. Right. So our little twist with spectac hilarity um, kind of talks about like how a comedy works in terms of engagement. Like how funny was it How or how consistently funny was it? Right. Is it well balanced? If there are non-funny scenes... Is there enough going on in the movie to keep you into the movie? Yeah, if exactly. There's not that. Exactly. And then how many like laugh out loud moments does it have? Uh, or, you know, right. maybe there's none at all and you just give a good chuckle the whole way through. Yeah. Um, Which would we'll both, about that. yeah, both of those things would count for uh, like a pretty, it could be a high score. Start it up with the hangover. With the hangover. Yeah. Okay. Man, I am really, I'm very curious to see what you gave this because Boom. I changed this a couple times. Mm hmm. Um, I saved rating the hangover until we watched dude, where's my car. So I could have, that's a fair assessment. Have a little like, that's uh, the point comparison. of this podcast. <laughs> so it's literally, it's like how we designed this or whatever. So that's cool. Uh, I gave the hangover a seven. I gave it a seven. Did you really? I kind of thought you would. Yeah. Because yeah, it's because of everything you just said. It fits, checks all the boxes. Like it's yeah. not, um, there's not a lost moment. No, I tried to think no, of one. There isn't. Because we have Especially accolades. Especially not the first time you see it. Because totally. and you were saying, oh, like, you were saying the beginning of this, like, oh, we're not going to spoil anything. But if you haven't seen The Hangover, we actually legitimately could spoil some things. Because there's a ton of surprises the first time you watch that movie. Well, I remember seeing the trailer to this movie. Right. And I thought, oh, we're going to see the epic night in Vegas. And the trailer, you know, and the trailer was purposely being ambiguous about what happened the night before. And you don't. Well, yeah. you do yeah. in the credits. And we'll yeah. talk about that. It's um, so brilliant. Yeah. But... I agree. I just think this is like, I don't know a single person who hasn't watched this multiple times. 
you know, at least one of our friends that hasn't watched this multiple no. times. It's so rewatchable. No. I'm always fully engaged. It's probably one of the best. I don't, I have cable now, but for a while I didn't have cable, but it's one of those movies, comedy movies yeah. that's always on always HBO on and KS. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to sit there and watch it, even though they blurred out all the best yeah. parts. Um, yeah, go ahead. Like, explain a little bit why you gave it a seven besides that. Yeah, I mean, it's everything you're saying and a lot of the scenes that aren't – there's not a funny scene and there's not too many that aren't funny. The, the like, mystery of the movie the – It's so engaging. Is, is so perfect to hook you in that you don't, you don't even care if a scene – I mean, if it didn't appeal to your sensibilities or whatever and you didn't like a scene – you still in the background. There's like this, yeah. like, well, what happened to Doug? What did they do last night? There are only how two... did they end up like this? Yeah. It's great, and you don't even really ever know. There are only two sort of. other comedies I can think of this decade that do that. Hmm. It, to a lesser degree, Pineapple Express. Like you really engage with the story because right. you really <laughs> want to know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. Um, and then Game Night, which oh, like you're yeah. really into the mystery oh, of it. And yeah. It's funny. Game but, Night yeah. is like that. But yeah, that, I mean, that's a good point. I, I honestly, the it's like for me, the pure insanity and chaos that is the villa that they rented for the night that you see in the morning and they wake up to with the insurmountable <laughs> yeah. damage is just like makes the mystery so great because it's just a it's not possible to do what they could have done to that uh, uh, hotel room over the course of a night. So it, no. it makes it like your mind is going crazy. And then it just like gets you so locked into the rest of the story. And that's like right at the beginning. That is the crux of the story. Have you ever watched the movie and paused it during that part? Uh, to look around? Just to look at see. No, but like I mentally, ch- I, 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 I have a crazy eidetic like memory. So I just remember very specific little things. And what do you remember? I mean, it just it, everything in it blows my mind. The, how they taped down arrows for the bowling alley to the champagne bottles and the different blow up dolls the burnt chair that's just like good wafting with plumes of smoke still just hours of honestly incredible like art art wise that's like an incredible image it's like one of those uh it's like one of those books like when you were a kid those i spy books yeah that have like a zillion things, and it's yeah. like I spy seven toy men, right. and you're like, oh, where are the seven toy? And men? they have like the Rubes Goldberg things, like yeah, them. exactly. Yeah, I love those books. I think I still have those at home. It's like that, but like really debaucherous. I mean, besides that, it, there's just a reason it is the most successful R-rated comedy ever. It's just so rewatchable and funny, and we'll talk about some things that may have aged poorly in it, but it's. Yeah, so even though yeah. things have aged poorly, the humor of it hasn't aged poorly. Uh, right, it's still funny. It's just yeah. wildly inappropriate. Yeah, you have to. I mean, there are just like random moments that are thrown in um, that keep it funny. Like something that always catches me off guard, and I always laugh at. I know a lot of people. It's like when he's jerking off the baby and <laughs> jacking his little weenus, and he's acting his little. <laughs> but the way he gets Stu on it, when Stu's like really mad, he's yeah. like. Ah! Dude, Alan, come on. But uh, no, the one that always gets me that I always forget about is opening the door into the baby. Oh, <laughs> when he yeah. opens the backseat of the cop car. Yeah. And he's like, dude, you just hit the baby. <laughs> My glasses are right. Yeah, your glasses are fine, dick. Uh, I think it's my. Okay, so if I had to say anything negative about it, 
uh, out of the seven that we're giving it. I'd say it's mildly hurt and engagement when you know where Doug is. Like, you know the mystery mm-hmm. of it. It's kind of what we talked about with Gone Girl. It's the um, Gone Girl effect. Is that what we're going to call it from now on? And they kind of shit on the story and the fun gimmick part of the story with the sequels. The sequels really hurt this movie. Yeah, in do. some ways, even though this movie still stands above that. But I like to pretend they didn't. Ex- they don't exist. So yeah, I would say a perfect sum up, sum up for me about like why this movie is so engaging from start to finish is the line when he goes, "Oh fuck, I keep forgetting about the goddamn tiger." Yeah, because that's just like you keep forgetting what the stakes of the movie are and the insanity of it, and it keeps it so funny. Um, do you have any last points before we move on? Uh, no, no, I think we, I think we got it. So that's a seven from both of us for uh, yes, uh, I love the hangover the, I love for spectacularity. I, I love that you gave it a seven. This is why we don't tell it, each dude, other our it's scores like, before. It's impossible to not give it a seven. Yeah. It's so funny and so engaging. No, I couldn't. I it's put a down a six story. and I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. I, I you know, I, maybe I won't be generous in other ones. We'll get to it. Okay. Spectacularity, hilarity for Dude, Where's My Car? For Dude, Where's My Car? Yeah. Okay. What did you, what did you go first this time? All right. So I gave it a three. Okay. It's okay. It, it, and I got to say, so I think that dude, where's my car was a great movie growing up. I right. think it's like when people saw that we posted this, you know, everyone loves the hangover, but there's a good amount of guys, uh, who grew up watching movies like dude, where's my car. And it holds a special place in your heart and you don't want it to be destroyed, but you know, like it was a pretty bad movie. Right. Um, but I think, like, we had fun. We watched it right before this, and we had fun during it. But I think I was just kind of bored for a lot of the time. And I think there are there are moments of excitement, but mostly my excited moments when I'm watching it, like the engaged moments are like, oh, my God, I forgot this is in the movie. Or just, like, brought back memories of me, you know, quoting this Yeah, you said, like, stuff. five different times, oh, my God, I love this. Scene. I'd be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, look up from your phone for, like, four seconds. Like, oh, I love this scene. It was great. But that's that's a good point, because I was looking at my phone most of the time, you know, taking notes for this, but I just wasn't as engaged. So I'm going to yeah. give it a three. I have more notes, but um, what did you give it? I gave it a four, and the reason why is because okay. of, if I compare it to other movies similar to it, and I'm, I mean, like, just, like, name some other, like, you know, like, idiot dude movies, like, Dude, Where's My Car, that we watched when we were younger. Like, I don't know. I'm kind of blanking right now. Because, uh, like, Idiocracy is an amazing movie. Right. Uh, but I don't think that it's any more I think it actually helps that there's not... Oh, oh, it's better than um, Smiley Face or whatever, the movie with Anna Faris, where she's really high. It's like, you can f- watch it for free on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, whatever that movie's Yeah, that called. movie sucks. It's not good... Um, you know, there's a lot of I'm these movies. About the movie go- like Black Knight with with Martin Lawrence. I love that movie, That's but great. I bet it's not good if it's I. It's not. It's probably it. yeah. not good if you rewatched it. That's so I'm a really like, good. Comparison. So I'm like, at least Dude Wears My Car is like it's because I watched it at the same sleepover as this movie. That's why oh, I thought of Black sick, Knight. Dude, sleepovers are tight. <laughs> uh, it's. I just think it's like it's average if you compare it to its peers. Yeah. Not counting The Hangover. Like, if The Hangover is the pinnacle, I don't think that this falls all the way down to the bottom of the tree. You know what I mean? I think there are movies that we're obviously forgetting, and I think that came out around that time, and I think that helps this. Because this will... It's like... Exactly. Here's what I... Okay, so The Master of Disguise. Tremendously awful movie. Right. But I could go up to almost anyone my age on the street and say, am I not turtly enough for the turtle club? And they would know what I'm talking yeah. about. 
So it's like some of these movies yeah. just stand it's like the if test you just went time. up and said Zoltan to someone and did the Zoltan Exa- symbol, exactly. someone's like, dude, where's my car? When we get to quotability, there are so many things that I still quote from this movie, and it's just like they're ingrained in my mind forever. Um, I will say I gave it a three, which is slightly below average, and that's um, some things that help it. There are random, hilarious things that are thrown into it. Nick yeah. and I audibly laughed at the very beginning when they're roommate sort of gene comes out of the closet and they're comes like in. do you know that guy he's like i thought he was your friend or something like that that's like it that joke has been used so many times but it works so i was well. just cracking up at the part where the that dude comes in and he pees on the bush uh, like plant behind them and they're like are talking about something else and then he leaves and then ashton kutcher just pulls febreze out of nowhere in the couch and just oh goes, just spray he just goes pss, pss, yeah like the guy twice. ate a lot of asparagus makes weird, I guess. yeah it makes this weird face and then they just start talking again. yeah great there was also like the 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 christy boner walking across boners uh walking across the street and the jackhammer just like jackhammering and the water pipe bursting and like <laughs> so the driver doing the zoltan sign while driving and like having to get the wheel back like super fast oh it's so a good. lot of it just revolves around them being morons and i just think they're trying harder than movies like dumb and dumber which for both of us we i just discovered before this it, it's both of our favorite comedies of all time right um, it's just so. like this like I, I gave it a four not a three because like it there it <laughs> it's dumb like, yeah it's obviously really dumb but it's very consistently dumb there and yeah. that's why I, I didn't think that there's not like a scene where i was like mm, okay the titles for the, the characters ever the random titles for the characters like jeff or super hot giant alien, alien. is hilarious <laughs> or like the song that they bring in for the Zoltan group when they're all like in their bubbly rap. Oh yeah. Outfits. The like robot song. Uh, yeah, whatever. I'm giving it a three. Nick is giving it a four. And so let's move on to our next category. Our next category is actoring. Actoring. Actoring is all about um, how good the acting was. Um, how if the directing, writing, uh, producing whatever uh, allowed the actors to work at the best of their abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, with comedies, it's you know I'm not looking for someone to be an Oscar worthy performance. No. Um, with comedy, it kind of is like you could tell when someone's just really bad at acting, and that's something I'm going to get to in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, and the writing above everything, because you can have someone like Mark Wahlberg, who's not naturally a funny person in movies be hilarious in Adam McKay movies um, like the other guys and right. uh, or like in Ted right, because in the Ted. writing is so funny yeah. for him and he delivers it well. But uh, right. so that's what we're going to talk about with acting. Let's start with dude. Where's my car since we're on it. Should we do the, the pleasure now? And then maybe I <laughs> so go originally they were supposed to the say blowjobs instead of pleasure. <laughs> the uh, su- extremely hot chicks were supposed to say <laughs> blowjob, but then they changed it because it was PG thirteen. We do the pleasure. Not that anything else in the movie. I was get the pleasure now, and then we'll talk about it, and then you get. Give the pleasure me the, the end, pleasure. Maybe. Just talk about acting for Dude Where's My Car for you. Okay, for Dude Where's My Car, the actoring uh, is a three because it's okay. bad mostly for a lot of it. For it's like really almost bad. everyone except the Ashton Kutcher, who's just essentially just amazing Ashton Kutcher from everything. That Ashton Kutcher's good in. It's so wild that he Except is... for the real world, because Ashton Kutcher's like the best human being exactly, in the that's whole what I was real say. world. He's a great human being, and he is Kutcher an incredible tech investor. Like He's one of the biggest investors in Silicon Valley right now. He's very smart. Yeah, okay. It's just not, it. it's not, it's not good. Like, it's not, 
The movie's not well written. It's carried yeah. like the performances, like the the comedy in it is is not really carried by like the writing or the performances. It's kind of carried by just how like. I don't know if it's improv or what it is, but it's just like the randomness of it. Yeah, the randomness. I guess that's. I guess like things like the Zoltan. That's thing good, like director things. Directing. That you put in there. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's directing. Um, I mean, so it's not like a two or a one. There was it's not Jason atrocious. Reitman do this movie. The guy who made like Juno and oh, weird. Uh, Up in the Air, I think. Like a bunch. Yeah. Okay. Um, Strange. Ashton Kutcher definitely saves it for me. I give I give it a two, uh, which is bad. Um, you know, I, I respect it as a comedy. I don't respect the acting and stuff in it. And I think for me, like, honestly, uh, Ashton Kutcher almost didn't do this movie. He thought it was so dumb, but the tattoo scene when he read it in the script made him laugh so hard that he was like, (laughs) all right, I'll do the movie. This is going to be fun. So (laughs) I really, why he did it. Yeah. I read that before. (laughs) Um, but honestly, I like Sean William Scott a lot. Yeah. I, I really like him in other movies. He's awful he's in this so movie. Just, he's so bad in Dude, Where's My Car? He's overdoing the moronic character. Um, David it's Herman, weird. who uh, plays Michael Bolton in Office Space. Remember there's that whole joke about <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah. He is awful as, uh, I can't even remember what his name is in this. Nelson, the stoner friend with the dog. Um, also he reminds weird... me so much of Steve Kroc. Uh, yeah. My old roommate Carter Crocs older <laughs> brother. Shout out Steve Croc. I hope you're listening. Um, the Fabio cameo, cameo? It's fantastic. absolutely amazing, hilarious. Uh, so well done. He amazing silent acting by him. Uh, we don't really need to go over much. The main extremely hot chicks girl is good. Uh, Charlie O'Connell's good. The German guys are good. The blind kids are so funny. <laughs> those actors, those ki- child actors. The, f- the chubby blind kid is so funny. In they, this. they are, even the other kid that's trying to swing the bat, like his, I don't know if it's on accident or I, what, yeah. but it's, it's great. Funny in, in such an inappropriate way. It's yeah. It's it didn't age well. We'll talk about that, but, uh, they're great. All the Zoltan people are great, including Zoltan. Um, and Gail and- the snail. Yeah, and, and Gail the Snail, shout out Mary Ragshub or whatever. Um, she's Gabe, from Gabe saw you in an elevator. Yeah, I was in an elevator with her one time, and she was going up to uh, her floor. I think she was like filming something or going to an office, and uh, the guy said, what floor? And she goes, 24, and then tried to hide her face because she's on the show 24, and my face lit up. Um <laughs> It was dope. Uh, Also incredible Andy Dick performance, as always. He's amazing. So that's a two for me. That's a three from Nick. Yeah. Let's do The Hangover actoring. Actoring in The Hangover? Let's see. What did I write? I wrote a six. I gave it a six as well. We agree. We both really like this movie. Yeah. I've heard some some, uh, takes from some people that we don't disagree with much, but it's just like, you know what? We're best friends for a reason. We're the two best friends that anyone could have. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we both gave it a six. Uh, I gave The Hangover a six uh, just because for, a- for actoring, this is- all the actors do great performances. There's one side character. I, I think Mike Tyson is awful in this movie. A horrible well, he's, casting uh, He is mostly on cocaine, apparently, in this movie. Yeah, and he's fat as shit, dude. He is so <laughs> big. Yeah, he's, he's just like... He wasn't in a good I do space like the part when he's like, oh, this. man, then Omar killed him. And he's like, respect. 
man, what happened to Omar? He's like, don't worry about Omar. He's not with us no more. Or whatever he says. <laughs> I can't do it, Tyson. That was not bad. That yeah. was not bad. Uh, but all the, the three main guys are amazing. This is like yes. the movie that made Bradley Cooper. You yes. know, he was doing theater productions and stuff before this, and, you know, and Wet Hot American Summer. Right. Um, he's just such a believable asshole that uh, it looked like this was going to like make his career. He was always going to be that guy. Yeah, he was very um, he's very natural in this movie. I love all the horrible shit he does, like stealing kids money and like being mean to them and like how yeah. awful he is. Just get out of here before these but, nerds ask me a question. Or but then he's he like really patient with Alan. Yeah. Like he's incredibly patient with Alan. I think because he just finds him so entertaining. He, he says yeah. that line. He's like what's up with all these instructions? He's like a fucking he's gremlin like a fucking or something. Gremlin. Yeah. Um, this is like the first comedic star moment for Ed Helms. And if you look at Ed Helms career, he's in so many big comedies and yeah. always kills it. And honestly, like he's supposed to be the straight character, but he's like so tragically hilarious and angry. And then you find out that secretly he's like an animal when he gets drunk and blacks out. You know who he remind, uh, reminds me of? Brian Flemmer. He's Brian <laughs> Flemmer, like so professional during the day. And then if you take him on like a Vegas trip, he's just oh. like a lunatic. I hope I this hope. guy. I've seen a lot of six sons of bitches. Yeah. yeah. I hope Flemmer's girlfriend doesn't beat him. Yeah, probably. Uh, <laughs> I love that they like. Okay, so I don't know if a lot of people know this, but Ed Helms, he's not wearing like prosthesis or whatever for his teeth. No, no. They. So he's missing, I, like him, like uh, Stu's character, am missing my adult incisors uh, in my mouth. Yeah, these are implants. Did not Um, know that. So I got implants. So what they did is they removed the implants, Mm -hmm. and he was filming the office, and he had to go back and forth uh, while he was filming the office and doing this. And I guess he just, like, didn't get much sleep, and he had to, like, put his implant back in and out. Yeah. They're supposed to be stronger than teeth. Like, you're not, oops. Uh, you're not supposed to uh, do that. No, um, it's, go ahead. I, uh, talk a little bit about acting. I mean, it's so like you talked a little bit, um, or at least when we were talking about what we were going to do for the categories, uh, a little behind the scenes action for you guys. Uh, Whoa. Um, Gabe, you you like you explained um, like actoring like when we talk about comedies specifically as uh, like a marker of of good actoring. Uh, would be um, if a non-comedic actor puts forth a performance that's genuinely funny and believable. And I don't think Bradley Cooper... I mean, Bradley Cooper's obviously an incredible actor. Yeah. I don't think he's necessarily the most gifted comedic actor of all time. Right. And his performance is hilarious. He's kind of the straight man. He's like says little lines that are so funny. It's mostly just like... He's so funny as an awful person. He's like... Uh, a more normal version of Paul Rudd's character in Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah, it's written, directed, and casted perfectly so yeah. that everyone is giving the the best performance that they can with the exception of Doug, the guy that plays Doug. Justin Bur- just Bartha's not fine. a good character. It's just like he doesn't have a lot to work yeah, with. Yeah, not um, great. He's kind of like weirdly too cool in the car ride back when he's yeah. like, hey, looks like we're going home with some money, boys. Or yeah, yeah. And it's like, dude, you just... You just endured an awful experience. Yeah. You feel, you feel awful. Yeah, honestly. You shouldn't be that pumped. Even I, if you have $80,000. So we haven't even talked about, like, the star. The he, he was supposed to be, like, I guess the third role, but the guy, the big character is Alan. This is, like, 
When Zach, what a moment for Zach Galifianakis. Like, yeah. I love Zach Galifianakis even before this, but this was like, oh my God, this is the new comedic genius. He's going <laughs> to be in he's everything. so funny. Even his character in Due Date is basically like based off of Alan, probably. Right. It's so similar. Uh, Jumpstarted his career. He's the one who really pushes it forward. Yeah. He's not my favorite character. Um, no. In the second and third movie, they kind of ruin his character because they make him into too much of like an asshole. There's like something yeah. more sinister behind his decisions. He's too. They take he's his like, like Phoebe and friends early yeah, on. Yeah, they they take his like sociopathy and make it like way more inflated and scary. Totally. It's, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but it's great in this movie, and he is. He came not out of nowhere, but he just comes through with an MVP performance. I, he's so amazing. funny. And a lot of it is ad lib that he's doing. He's yeah. just so naturally it's funny. Perfect. It's if like, you've never seen his show, the live at the purple onion show, yes, it's, it's like amazing. So I funny. love, I love Zach Galifianakis. I agree. Other it's side great. actors are all really good besides Mike Tyson. I mean, uh, Brian Callen, great. This Greek character that he does in this in old school is so good. Um, so ridiculous. <laughs> Mike Epps is funny. I'll be you, Doug, uh, is so funny. Uh, this is like Rob Riggle. This is like the moment that Rob, it, it was this in uh, Step Brothers that just made Rob Riggle. So into good. One of there the are so people. many, by the way, there are so many Daily Show alums. Yeah. Oh, alumni yeah. in this. Oh, yeah. And RIP Brody, Brody Stevens, dude. He's great in this as the cop who's oh, showing yeah. you don't, trust me, kids, you don't want to be these guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Uh, and also, this is a big moment for me, Mike Vallelli. The famous skater is the guy on the highway that works for the tux shop that uh, tosses them the tuxedos. Whoa. Yeah. Huge moment. Um, so that's a six from both of us. Do you have any like final thoughts before we go to Dude, Where's My Car? No, I think we covered it. Yeah. It's no. just fun. It's well-written and yeah. well-directed and amazingly casted and acted. Yeah. Especially with you, with us knowing who almost got casted. So yeah. and now we are going to do originality. Okay. Okay. So originality, generally, we just talk about, you know, like how creative it was and then did it need to be made? Right. With comedies, it's just like, you know, comedies don't necessarily need to be original. If anything, parody movies are like some of my favorite comedies, like Loaded Weapon and uh, movies like that. But um, there has to be some kind of creative edge. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with the humor. The humor needs to be creative. It's helped out by by having a creative premise. Um, So let's start with The Hangover since we're already on that. Right. And so The Hangover, I was going to say we should start with that because The Hangover is, I think, um, is a creative enough, a unique enough premise like we were talking about with Spectacularity that it in part carries the movie through some of the the few lower points that it does have. Totally. Um, so in terms of originality, I gave it a five. It's above average. I don't think that it's the most original movie ever, but I find I find it hard to think of a comedy that I would give like a six or a seven to that is like like extremely original. Yeah. Maybe Pineapple Express or something like that that's just uniquely like a strange I, there's story. There's not like a that's lot never been of told before. That's a good point. I think Dumb and Dumber is kind of like an original idea because it's so simple, but it's not like super creative. It just works really well for what it is. I just think a lot of but comedies. I guess we had have... like Three Stooges and shit, so like I, that's kind of like what Yeah, it's I just like, think a lot you know. of comedies have the same basic tropes. They're like buddy comedies, they're like the the characters travel somewhere. They, there's just like, I don't know. 
I, it's hard to think of something that's truly original. I originally... The Hangover's th- above average, I think, in originality. Yeah, I think it's creative in certain ways. Um, I think, I the, think the I, mystery part of it, I think, is what carries this, this uh, section, makes it original. Yeah. The fact that you don't know what actually happened. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was going to get. So I originally was going to give it a six. I'm going to give it a five as well. Uh, I remember thinking, I remember when I saw this, I remember thinking this was going to change comedies. Like this was like R-rated comedies. When Superbad came out and when this came out, I was like, oh my God, like comedies are about to have an amazing boom. They're going to be really fun. I thought this may turn it into like an adventure comedy, which is just so fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's funny. It's not that original. There's even a, th- a line, kind of a throwaway line, when they go to see Heather Graham's character, Jade, when they go to her apartment. It cuts, and as they're going up the stairs, all you get is Alan saying, "It had, uh, it's got uh, Ted Danson and Magnum P.I. and that Jewish actor. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, shut up, Alan. And he's talking about three men and a baby, which is about guys who went on a bachelor trip and then woke up the next morning with a baby. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. and then they're okay. like, he does, and you could, if you go and see Joker, you could tell Todd Phillips is so obsessed with Scorsese and he is obsessed with like showing his influences, kind of like Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Um, there's the moment where they do the, um, sung, they show the sunglasses of Leslie Chow, uh, Ken Jeong's oh, character. Yeah. Wow. We forgot to talk about him in actoring. I'll get to legacy. I'll talk about. Kevin. Yeah, I was going to save him. That's for... actually telling that we forgot to talk about him in actoring. Um, yeah, there's too many good performances. But that visual, that, that was a visual shout out to the movie Casino, which yeah. is the other big famous Vegas movie, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of cool. I like when I see stuff like that. I think it's really smart. Um, creatively, one thing that really stands out um, that almost gave it a six for me is that I think it's really smart to not show the night of. Yeah. Um, and then just show everything that happens after and then saving that for the end credits, which are the most creative end credits I've ever seen. Yeah. That you go, honestly, you, the end credits for a lot of people when you go to the theater might've been like funnier than than the entire movie. Yeah, I think so. I I can remember when I saw it, like everyone in the theater was I have that lasting image of that mature woman, uh, sucking on Alan's pee pee, which is a prosthetic uh, yes. Dick that uh, I guess Zach Alphanakis was really embarrassed about. He didn't want to do so. Some of the pictures you can see is <laughs> waving people away. Uh, it, one thing in originality, I th- it revitalized Vegas. Like Vegas is always going to be a place that's fun. Yeah. Me and you have gone to Vegas a lot because of our fraternity. Yeah. Hey. Um, you know, Caesar's Palace has has since made um, since this movie they've made uh, their whole premises pager friendly. Don't ask them that. They will kill you. <laughs> they really hate when people ask you, uh, did Caesar actually live? Is this a real Caesar's palace or whatever? Did he actually live here? Um, don't ask them that. That's something you can find on IMDb. Um, I do got to say the song choices are either really cool, where Todd Phillips' like obsession with ang- with uh, rock really comes out, like the Danzig song. Yeah. Um, but then there's also really lame songs. But I think they've really fit the time period and the feel for it. Um, I don't know. Uh, it's it, you know it's good. I'm gonna give it a five. It, it's original enough. It's above average. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think his soundtrack is original, but I do really like it. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then what about Dude, Where's My Car? What would you give that in terms of originality? I didn't know how to rate. This is so tough. I didn't know how to like rate this in terms of originality because there are so many movies of the same ilk yeah. as this movie. But this one is seems to be more quotable, like has a more lasting uh uh like imprint. M- yeah, imprint on the yeah. the collective psyche of a bunch of dudes our age. Yeah. Uh I mean so, uh, but I don't know if it's because it's original. So I gave it a three, but I don't I gave it a three as well. But I don't know why, you know, like I think it's just really tough to rate comedies in terms of originality i think it's a good right. a good idea because when a comedy is really original it stands out and right. you you have to talk about it um you know i gave it a three i think that uh well okay so a couple quick notes about like the derivative things from this movie uh the the quote dude where's my car where's your car dude is from the Big Lebowski <laughs> yeah, yeah. when he's talking to Steve Buc- uh, Buscemi's character. Um, also, it was originally supposed to be a live action Beavis, or, or most of the story came from a live action uh, script for Beavis and Butthead. No way. <laughs> and I wish we saw that. Because when Beavis and Butthead like Made in America or whatever the yeah. movie was called or Go Across America came out, I loved it when I was a kid. I didn't understand it, but I loved it. And... I just think that sounds way better. I think the movie, for the most part, was made... It's like the movie Mm Half-Baked. Like, it's made by someone who doesn't know what smoking uh, weed, marijuana, is like. Or, like, what they think a caricature of a stoner is. Like, ooh, those stoner kids, like, in my school, these are, like, the stoner kids, and they're acting like this. Yeah, they meditate, and they give their dogs... Yeah, they give their dogs like, weed and and like everything when they look around everything looks like a colorful kaleidoscope. Well, hey, you don't know what a stone dog sees. I know. I was going to say that in Legacy. I, I wrote that down in my notes <laughs> that like, hey, we're never going to know how a dog sees something when they're stoned. So, maybe they see everything in like purple kaleidoscope colors. Um, maybe that's just what they see all the time also maybe. i've been told this movie's better to watch when you're high so maybe i'm wrong about this maybe it is like perfect for high people i just think it's a really shallow movie that isn't very clever and it's fun right but it's but the idea of like a fun movie about like a forgotten night before uh they kind of had it down for yeah. nine years before the hangover came yeah out. they did so like i have to respect that yeah i feel like it has to it has kudos for that so like maybe it shouldn't be a, maybe it should be four or something i'm gonna give know. it a three still i'm gonna stand my ground but yeah um, i just i'm just gonna keep it because i'm i'm too lazy and I th- i'm afraid that my pen will make too much sound and it'll, the podcast it, the it microphones will. will pick it up it so. will so i'm just gonna keep it a three our rating system really only exists as a means for us to to start a conversation about something so fair enough fair enough <laughs> uh okay uh so that's a three from both of us let's move on to legacy Legacy. Uh, with legacy this time in the guise of uh, uh, comedy right, right. Uh, podcast, a little bit different. Let's talk about legacy in terms of like how well did it age? Both in terms of how well did it age? In terms of like could it be made today? You know, there's a lot of like movement to not have politically incorrect comedies, and you know, w- regardless of your opinion on that. Some things still make you cringe when you watch them because of it. Um, that's just a different time. 
I certainly liked movies when they you know, were allowed to make fun of things, but I also understood that it would hurt certain people. Um, but also, how well did it age in terms of like, is it still funny? Or are you like, yeah. why the hell did I like that? Like a lot of old Disney movies, uh, Disney Channel movies. Um, let's start with Dude, Where's My Car? So Dude, Where's My Car? I'm just going to leave this as a four. Because... Okay. For some reason, like we're saying, like, dude, where's my car? Latched on. Yeah. People, I mean, it's still everyone knows what dude, where's my car is. Even, like, nobody knows what Black Knight is. It does have a good Starring Martin Lawrence. It just, I don't, I don't know what about it, I guess. But, you know. This movie made $74 million. It made a ton of money. And everyone still knows what dude, where's my car is. And I'm sure that some... The buffoon says that to Ashton Kutcher like every four days. Yeah. Oh, he's never gonna live that. Well, he also did like that that seventy show. He's also a moron. He's, and... Yeah, he's basically just Kelso in in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he is kind of like Kelso in Kelso. this. Like he's dumber as Kelso, I guess. But in this, sometimes he's dumber. I don't yeah. know. I think that's fair. I think it has. I mean, the fact that we're still talking about it, the fact that people were excited when we said we were doing the Hangover versus Dude, Where's My Car, tells you that regardless of how stupid that movie is, it has it has it a good legacy. On. Yeah. But in terms of how well it aged, the funny thing is, is that Nick and I both expected it to be really politically incorrect, and it is in certain ways. But at times you could tell that they're actually attempting to be PC, which is really weird. They say like uh, that the one uh, stripper at that club, she says that she's gender challenged. Yeah, because he Ashton Kutcher calls her something else. Yeah, or like you're a man or something, and then like and then she goes, "Hey, I'm I'm gender challenged," which I don't know if that's like an appropriate. No, no, but at it, the but, time, yeah. like I feel like maybe that was like their attempt at, like you said, their attempt at there trying are to moments correct their like, incorrectness. There was another line that they say uh, where they were like actually trying to be. I can't remember it. They were like trying not to be, or they were trying to be PC, right? Um, but then it's also like so sexist because like a lot of the female characters yeah. are really one dimensional, like their girlfriends. Um, I mean, it's still like a dude-driven comedy. And and it's also like Hollywood, you know, until we got Crazy Rich Asians, like Hollywood was just like very racist towards Asian people. You know, you can go back to like 16 Candles (laughs) with Long Duck Dong. Um, Or no, no, no. You can go before that. Breakfast at Tiffany's where Uh Mickey Rourke or not Uh Mickey Rourke. And then? Wayne Rooney. Uh Wayne Rooney. That's the same. Um, Yeah. Like all the Asian stuff, it's, it's just really... It doesn't sit right. Um, I, you know, I don't think that weed makes you look at things like they're a kaleidoscope. So that's like aged in like a stupid way. But maybe it does for a dog. If you're a dog. Also, like, why would Ashton Kutcher, when he looks through the kaleidoscope at the tailor, why would he be like, oh, whoa. It's like, I've looked in a kaleidoscope. It's pretty. I don't like react like I'm having an orgasm. He's full of childhood wonder. True. I guess that's it. I think the blind camp scene, like, has aged poorly in terms of political correctness, but it's so, like, like perhaps it's like that, but it's just so, it's comedy gold. Dude, I I still think that scene is hilarious. It's so it's something funny. something about the way that the kids are acting in it, though, that's funny. Oh, the, the first kid is so funny, the one swinging the bat. 
Oh, it's, it's hilarious. It's great. It reminds me of uh, <laughs> really the, the blind scene. kid in Dumb and Dumber. Yes. Uh, yeah. Pretty girl. Pretty girl. Pretty girl. Pretty girl. Yeah. Uh, oh. The visuals have really aged horrendously in the music. Oh, for it, sure. The music like takes you out of it. But I'll tell you one thing that's aged perfectly. Those Ashen Adidas. Kutcher? Yes. <laughs> but those Adidas jumpsuits are fucking dope. Uh, yeah. So that's uh, what did you give it? I, I give, I'm going to give it a four. Okay, I give it a three. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little less I just generous. think that there are enough things in it that live on that I'm like, you know what? Kudos to whatever they did right. Cause... Hey, fair enough. Hey, look at us. Hey, look at us. Who uh, would have thought? Uh, yeah, so now let's move on to Legacy for The Hangover. Yeah, what did you give it? I want to give it a seven. I'm not going to give it a seven. Okay. I want to give it a seven because it's still so funny to me. It's still so rewatchable. But certain things just rub me the wrong way. So I'm going to give it a six. Okay. Leslie Chow is the number one thing. If we're talking about how well has it aged, uh, Ken Jeong as a person and Ken Jeong as Leslie Chow, maybe not aged that well. So let's kind of get into a discussion about that. No. So that's why I gave it a five. because interesting. Because... um, like we t- like like Gabe said, we expected watching Dude Where's My Car for there to be something outlandishly not okay in today's climate. Yeah, there really isn't. But there's a there's a couple things in The Hangover that are like pretty cringy. Like Ken Jong is great; he came out of nowhere, he gave a hilarious performance, but it's like very much a character or like a racist caricature of an Asian man. Yeah, it's like it's a little much. It's a little over the top genuinely hilarious but like it just doesn't doesn't age well like don't like i don't want to be the pc police but like come on it's just like it's like it's too much the whole like asian person asian dude with a little dick thing like is just like it's crazy that he was even into doing that yeah Um, he's the one that suggested that he be naked and doing the like prosthetic dick for that or whatever and phillips Um, was like yeah no you should be naked I just think like Ken Jeong was so funny. I remember when I was a kid, when I was in high school and I watched this and I, and I loved it. I thought it was so funny. I walked out of the theater being like Zach Galifianakis and Ken Jeong are so funny because I was younger then. And I thought, oh my God, Ken Jeong needs to be in everything. And then he was in everything. And it just like now, you know, he's still funny. He still seems like an awesome person. What a cool life story. Yeah. It's just like his shtick. It's getting old. It's like, it's just, yeah. I, I didn't laugh as much. There are, I do have to say though, I still laugh really hard when he goes, catch it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I die of laughter at that part. Um, the homophobic language hasn't really aged well. You just no. can't say that kind of stuff, but I still kind of laugh when he does, I'm not going to say it, but he does the paging doctor, yeah. whatever. And then his voicemail uh, is hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, stu- or don't. Or, no, no, That's Phil's. Gay. Yeah, yeah, Phil's one. Phil's don't text me. I'll tell you one thing <laughs> that will last forever in terms of the legacy of this movie. The gif of Alan at the uh, blackjack table with the like calculus oh, going yeah. over him like that's gonna last forever yeah i'm still gonna use that gif when i'm like 90 years old texting <laughs> my boys. Uh, and then just a note in terms of like how well it's aged for me like i really don't it, it's not believable in terms of like i really don't see how Stu and phil would have been friends in real life I guess Doug is like the person that brings them together. Yeah. But Phil's such an unbelievable asshole to Stu. 
and undermines every single thing he does and tells him to pay for everything that like, I know for me when that stuff happens, like it cuts deep into my core, but then you kind of get that nice moment when he breaks up with his girlfriend at the wedding and feels like smiling. Like he's like genuinely happy for his boy. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, that's like, I think that speaks to Stu's character though. Yeah. Stu is like the biggest pushover. Like maybe one day he'll yell it. I think secretly he was, yeah, well, I think secretly he was just like more aware, more aware of Stu's life and the problems in Stu's life than Stu was. Right. Um, Um, I just want to say that with this movie as well, a lot of the legacy of The Hangover comes from improv lines. Oh yeah, so we'll actually save that because it's let's great. talk. Our, I, I just love that that it comes from improv. So a five out of seven from Nick and a six out of seven from me. Save that for right now. Let's talk about quotability and rewatchability as our last uh, category. Right. Let's um, close this baby out with some quotes. Yeah. So basically, I, we were wondering how what new metric we should use for comedies. And I think that a movie doesn't necessarily need to be rewatchable. Um, there are great movies I've seen, like Requiem for a Dream is an amazing movie. I really love it. But I, if you rewatch that, you're a sick person. Like it makes you just feel so <laughs> awful. There are good movies that aren't rewatchable. But I think comedies kind of need to be rewatchable. Yeah. The best kind of comedy is the one that you walk out of a theater and you're like, fuck, I can't wait to see that again because I forgot this quote or I, I missed this quote. Um and then on top of that, I think really good comedies are quotable. They're mm-hmm. things that it's not necessarily just that it's quotable in general. It's like it kind of finds its way into your conversations with your friends and family and you just find yourself quoting yeah. it. I mean, it's best when you don't even realize where you got a quote from, but you say it all the time. Right. And I think like a really good comedy is that. So that being said... Start with The Hangover in terms of quotability. Let's start with Dude, Where's My Car? Actually, I agree with that because yeah. The Hangover is so we gotta, so we got to end with some Hangover quotes. But I agree. Dude, Where's My Car? I gave it a four because it's like that same thing where I just feel like if you compare it to its stupid idiot peers, it's not like that much worse than the other dumb idiot movies. And it has like enough quotes in it that are great. Like... Like the Zoltan thing, everyone did that for like ever oh, after this so movie. Long. I'm. That's yeah, that's a great point. I'm gonna give it a four. I think there are so in terms of quotes that still like I still say, like I, I have found myself in the last year multiple times saying, "Daddy, I want to ride that one." Yeah, me too, son. <laughs> me too. Me son. too. Or the like. Screw the universe. Like, I know Elliot and Daniel, I used to say that to them, like, all the time. Yeah. Uh, Zoltan, obviously. I forgot about how many, how much I said shibby. Yeah. And leave a message shibby after was the shibby. Um, uh, let's see. The, and then, I, like, and everyone then, quoted that. And, and now you don't. Oh, so actually, kind of a fun fact. Uh, the Chinese restaurant where the lady says, and then, oh, yeah, there's Mandarin good. writing for their sign. <laughs> And the sign really means like, and what else is there to say or something? It's like, it, it's it's something Basically translated says, into, and then. Yeah. Um, which um, is cool on them for doing that. Yeah. And where's your car, dude? Like, everyone says, dude, where's my car? <laughs> uh, you got any quotes that like kind of stuck out to you this time watching uh, it? You think you nailed them all, but I did really like the, uh, um, 
it's not a costume. It's an interstellar jumpsuit. Yeah. <laughs> all the Zoltan guys it's a, it's are so funny. It's an interstellar funny. jumpsuit. Uh, it was great. Every moment with that guy, Jeff, the character Jeff, uh, oh, yeah. as a Zoltan guy, when he uh, won't cut <laughs> the music for Zoltan, yeah. he's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, I like the part when I, it was such a random line when he's just like, I'm sensing something very Canadian about this place based <laughs> off the signs. Um, and then I used to say, I remember when I was a kid, I used to do that. Honorable. Honorable. And he's like, oh, are you, yeah. I'm sorry, are you saying honorable? I think you're, think you're trying to say honorable. The, yeah. yeah. And then the cookie's fortune. I fucking love that part. And oh, the yeah. cookie's fortune. Yeah. Yeah. And, and two fortune cookies. Um, yeah. I mean, it's not like those ones have lasted a while. That's why I'm going to give it an average, like a four. Yeah. You know, like I said, with the master of disguise, like certain quotes just live on forever. Yeah. Uh, let's end it with, let's end uh, at least the category section with quotability for The Hangover. The Hangover, I gave a six. I wanted to give it a six, but I, I started listing out quotes that I say often and quotes that I love and, and how it's not even just how quotable it is, but how rewatchable the movie is. Because you got to think about that in the category as well. Yeah. I could rewatch The Hangover all the time. I have. I've watched it so many times that I probably know every single line to it, unfortunately, because it kind of ruins, you know, later viewings of it. Yeah. Um, I got to give it a seven. It's so endlessly quotable and nice. it's so rewatchable. Yeah. No, I get it. It's not my favorite comedy. There are, there are probably like six or seven other comedies I would give a seven to. Yeah. I just think that it is always going to, it's going to always exist in our lives. Yeah. No, it absolutely is. It's like, it's definitely one of those, like, it's one of those movies that just kind of like, it meshes with your, like your generation and you're just like, that's, yeah. Everyone, everyone's seen The Hangover like four times that I know. Exactly. Every sure. it, it, because maybe because it's always out there. I don't know. Yeah. There's still things I quote all the time. I quote like the because uh, I wear a man purse to work all the time. I always say oh, it's a satchel. Indiana Jones wears one. Yeah, Indiana Jones wears. One. I they're like <laughs> even random ones for me. Like I always say like that's a fake laugh by the way. Yeah. But then I I always think of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, the movie also. manages the movie manages to have a Bin Laden and a Holocaust joke. Oh, and there's. In it. And they're both hilarious. So the Holocaust joke just works so well because it's ad lib. Yeah. And it's also like they wanted to keep it in the movie because if you can make a Holocaust joke work in a movie, that's a great line. Yeah. That's I didn't know they give out rings in the Holocaust. Ad libbing that is is absolutely yeah. amazing. Probably can't after 9-11. Thanks a lot. Thanks Bin a lot. Laden. Bin Laden. Uh, I say this all the time, like, we are back. We are getting Doug back. <laughs> yeah, that's a good quote. Uh, the, I, I love at every, I don't know why I quote so much Ed Helms, but I love that I have something to show you uh, in his <laughs> underwear or the riddle me that. Yeah, riddle uh, me that. Rogaine, check. <laughs> and don't forget to use it. Using of the Rogaine, check. Um, I remember, I, I think in high school, like right afterwards, I used to do the, okay, if it's a no big deal, uh, the Leslie Chow one. I yeah. mean, that's the only one. And then the Rufalin. There you go with that word, Rufalin. What the hell, Rufalin? <laughs> Come on, man. I'll be your Doug. There's just, there's just so many good lines. The Doug we're looking for is a white. Yeah. 
picked it up at 5 a.m. this morning, parked in the middle of Las Vegas Boulevard. Yeah, that is weird. There's also a note that says, couldn't find the meter, but here's four bucks. <laughs> so good. Uh, tigers love pepper. They hate cinnamon. That's yeah, an amazing There's line. too many good ones. Yeah, it's good. And she beats him. Hey, that was twice and I was out of line. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's, I mean, it's just like almost every single line by Alan. The, <laughs> after the hard rock, I blacked out. It was like infinite blackness. <laughs> <laughs> that laugh he does yeah, after, like. So good. Uh, it's like a depraved laugh. Yeah, it's it's just endlessly quotable. It's she's, endlessly rewatchable. She's grossed out by semen. <laughs> oh, yeah. A great line. Because she's grossed out by semen. It was, yeah, and it, uh, it just sticks with the, with. With people of our age. Totally. Um, so. so let's add it up. Okay. I uh, my, my overall rating for Hangover is 28. Okay. My overall rating for Dude... Wow, yours is way lower than me. Dude, where's my car is 18. Okay, wait. Hold on. I got I to gotta have mine. I know. The... Um, okay. I gave a... I gave the Hangover 31 okay. out of 35. Wait, what did you say yours was? Uh... Tw- Oh, nope. Sorry, it was 29. I think 29. I said 28. It's 29. That's pretty good for comedies. You know, I'm not rating... These These total ratings aren't out of all movies. Like, I wouldn't give a 31 to no. most drama movies. It's, very, it's a very arbitrary process that we have here. Yeah, and then for Dude, Where's My Car? Mine added up to, like, 15, which is kind of fucked up. But It's like, not really representative, I feel, of your actual opinion on the movie, but I, I give it an 18, which isn't super high. So I the thing is, is like minus 15 out of 35, I would say if it's on like a 100% scale, I would say like I'd give like a 70 to Dude, Where's My Car? And like a 92 for Hangover in terms of comedies. Yeah, um, totally. Let's move on then to accolades. Do some accolades. I love doing these accolades. So let's start with MVP. Who won the movies for you? The uh Zach Galifianakis. Alan. Yeah, I think he is te- he is the MVP. Right. Like he his career just boomed from it. Yeah. He's amazing. He's so funny. And and if we're talking about how rewatchable and quotable it is, a lot of that is I think him. yeah, he has to be the MVP for me. For me it's Ed Helms just because Yeah. because I've seen the Hangover so many times. I've seen Dude, Where's My Car? Probably like yeah. six times. But I've seen The Hangover like 20 plus times. Are you the Ed Helms of our friend group? Oh, I'm, I'm the Ed Helms of any friend group. Are you the uh, stu- of everyone's? Group. Yeah, of any There of are some groups. lines though that remind me of Clay. That when, <laughs> uh, when she's like, and that like dirty girl that's up on that bar and like up on that pole, that's someone's, he's, that's someone's daughter. When he says that, <laughs> that's like... Uh, Ed Helms for me, it's just because like I, I because I've seen it so many times, he's still so funny to me, and yeah. like, and he's the one who keeps me laughing even when I know all the lines. Do you have an LVP for either of these movies? It's Sean William Scott. Same with me, because like I didn't, or Mike Tyson, but he's not in but enough. I mean, he's like, in, yeah, Sean he's not expected yeah. to be Fair. like Sean William Scott is like truly bad in dude where's my car he's and not he's, very funny either it's he's hilarious like, in role models he's yeah, great because he's Pine not movies. like supposed to be bad like, he isn't typically bad at at kind of dumb comedies but he just is awful i actually as like a i'd probably do sean william scott but as a second lvp i do early 2000s editing techniques yeah. The part when they did that fuzz that went Yeah, where in. they get tased or whatever. They ta- they get tased and wow, the whole screen gets, gets white in both of these and movies. like fuzzy. Yeah. 
It's a, oh, weird. And we didn't even really talk about our girl Cleo King when we were in I acting. We were saving, I thought you were going to say her for MVP, honestly. She's like almost the MVP, but she plays a cop in everything. Yeah, it's she's so, a cop. She's so great. The, the, Cleo King, you yeah. guys don't know her name, but she's like fucking hilarious. I love her she's, in uh, Pineapple Express. And she's like, oh, I think I know that bitch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so good. She's so good in both these Do you movies. have a best scene from... From The Hangover, since oh, it's the movie man. we liked more. Oh, man. There are so many. Do you have one? I know you have one prepared. I really like the way they do them waking up in the hotel. Oh, yeah. That's The amazing. camera shot that they have on Ed Helms, where it's like attached to his body. He, Ed, no one has ever played a better hungover person ever than Ed than Helms. Ed Helms. No. Um, Bradley Cooper is pretty good when... When they're at the table and Ed Helms is like, you know what? I don't even remember dinner. And he's like, fuck, I know. How do we get this messed up or whatever? Like his eyes are so good. Yeah. But uh, it's either that or the scene where they meet Heather Graham. Not because like Heather Graham is great, but you get the Holocaust line. And then the amazing moment out of nowhere when the cops bust in the door and are like, shut that baby up. Shut that baby up. <laughs> and... Uh, it's so good. Or the wedding reception with the Dan band. I got to give a yeah, huge... Yeah, the, the Dan band. That scene is hilarious. The I Dan was going to say the, 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 like, the hungover scene where they're eating breakfast is a great little scene. Oh, yeah. Uh, don't you ever say that, that Heather Graham is not great ever again. Heather Graham is... Did I say that? No, yeah. she's fine in that scene. It, like, Heather Graham is like... I grew up... You know, I Austin Powers 2, the spy who shagged oh, me, yeah. is like... One of my favorite comedies of all time. And Heather Graham was like probably like third on my list of girls that I had a big crush on when I was a kid. All right. It's like Lindsay Lohan. Uh, why am I blanking on the Elizabeth Hurley? Oh, there you go. And Heather Graham. Ooh, nice. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, Austin Powers really influenced that. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's yeah. really weird. Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, do you have like a worst scene or, or wait, you didn't say a best scene, did you? No. You know what? I, I just, it's really hard to pick a favorite scene in the hangover. I, I guess it's, uh, I mean, when they come back and they, they decide to like, they decide to count cards and with the, the scene that's now immortalized as a gif, that's a hilarious scene too. Oh yeah. Just, uh, Bradley Cooper, like flipping off the security cameras. Yeah. so good. So you good. can't lose. <laughs> uh, and uh, when Ed Helms sits down, he's like, let's play some Black Jack. Yes. Uh, yeah. So good. Man, it's so quotable. I don't know. I don't know if there's an L, like a least, a worse least scene than either. Scene or a worse scene. I guess the whole scene at like Nelson's house is not that good. No. Yeah. Um, in, in Dude Where's My Car, that's not a good scene. Especially like that guy playing Michael Bolton is so funny. It was just like a poor usage of him as just like this caricature of a stoner. Yeah. He's not very good. All right, I got a couple questions for you then. Sure. What's what are your favorite types of donuts? Because there are like so many. Damn donuts it! I was gonna in... ask that one. Oh wait, I got a better one then, uh, or a different one. Well, you can still ask. You already asked it. Yeah, yeah. What's it? Jelly filled. I love jelly filled donuts. Jelly but it, specifically. Those have an age. Cream filled well. donuts are disgusting wrong. monstrosities okay, that nobody should eat. Wrong. I love cream filled donuts. No, uh, you're I like wrong. the white hot cream. Uh, it's not hot. It's cold. It's the nasty. Jelly, it's inside of jelly ones are good, gross. but now when I eat them at 27, like I just feel so gross. Oh, I do too. But that's the point of donuts. I think I dude. like the ones with coconut shavings on them. 
Those are good, you old grandma. Pink donuts, like ones with the pink frosting. Where they taste like strawberries? Yeah, they're so good. Strawberry frosting? My favorite donuts. Oh, no, maple donuts are my favorite. Yeah, maple bars. Maple bars. And uh, there's Cream, like custard filled like maple blueberry. Bars. Like there's always like a blueberry donut that looks like a normal, just small brown circle donut, but it's blueberries on the inside. Oh, yeah. That donut mm. is at every donut shop. Find it, eat it. It's the best. Okay. Donut old fashions are all, or uh, old, sorry, blueberry old fashioned I want donuts a donut right are now. also the best. How many people do you think voluntarily like took roofies in Vegas after this movie? Uh, I don't know, but one of the side effects of roofies is memory loss. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> hey, uh, Doc, we don't remember anything from last night. <laughs> remember? <laughs> uh, it's so funny that I don't know what they took because roofies would make you go to sleep probably. Not like yeah. have the best night probably ever not. and be the biggest legends. Uh, hang out with... Uh, um wayne newman or whatever yeah. in, in the photos and carrot top and do <laughs> cocaine with him uh what do we think about like zach alfanakis and like ken jung's careers now are you like tired of them no i'm not i don't think i'll ever really be tired of zach alfanakis Me because neither. i just think that he's so funny ken jung i couldn't give two flaming shits about i like ken jung as a person <laughs> he's really yeah he's yeah, cool no, he's on cool. hot ones i think he was kind of cool in his stand-up i just think like the most of his stand-up was talking about like how the hangover changed his life and yeah i don't like, i mean zach alfanakis write I some think jokes is, yeah. zach alfanakis i think is a brilliant comedian i agree um we're gonna move on to like recommendation i'm definitely recommend watching the, the live at the purple onion yeah that and then the between more recent the between two ferns movie is actually i think there are a lot of really funny parts of that movie. yeah but it's like overall fucking terrible yeah overall it's not a good movie but it's funny enough i think like the parts. first half is really funny and then john ham is so funny in yes, that movie yeah um and all the side characters are good I, I don't know i i would recommend even go before that out cold was like the first oh, yeah. movie I really loved with Zach Galifianakis. He's hilarious in it. I Just think watch it's like all of Zach really Galifianakis is stand up. I I agree with that too. Uh, I also think like Cedar Rapids is a good recommendation for Ed Helms movies. That's like yeah. a good uh, little like indie uh, comedy. And then if you really want to get like serious about this, forgetting the night before, how about the night of the TV show on HBO? Oh, was, so dark. Yeah. It's pretty fucked oh up. man! But you know, it's the same story without oh. the comedy. Um, none, none of it. Zero so, of the comedy. Uh, next week we are going to be doing, and this time we're actually going to do it. I know we fucked up and said that we were doing a quiet place, but I think you guys are going to enjoy this one more. Uh, and we will do the quiet place bird box one later. Yeah. Next week we will be doing the Empire Strikes Back versus the Last Jedi. Uh, and we're going to be doing that with the Well Actually podcast. And at the same on the same day, we're going to record a Well Actually episode. Well Actually is a podcast for nerds who think that they know everything. And this time, Nick thinks he knows everything about Back to the Future. And he's going to do the first movie on there. Um, so look out for their episode. It should come out like probably the day after or something or maybe on Thursday. Yeah. And then, like yeah. And then look out for our episode with them. Uh Please, uh, if you aren't already, please go follow us on social media. You can find our Instagram, instagram.com slash facingoffpod, or just looking up, uh, look up Facing Off Podcast. Um, Twitter, we are also at facingoffpod. Yep. Our email, 
We haven't gotten emails from you guys, so please harass us with emails. Like, I check it every day. You can say <laughs> horrible things to me. Uh, facingoffpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear what your ratings are for this. Yes, please. Uh, what your favorite quotes are. If we missed anything, please let us know. Um, and then, uh, do you got a send-off? I do. Um, oh, and please rate, review, and subscribe. I was going to say, rate, review, subscribe. You do your send-off first. I, I got one. Zoltan! My balls! <laughs> <laughs> what a random one. 